This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside? I mean, somebody described it when I was walking in as coolish, and we'll take coolish because we know what's about to happen. Hey, y'all, I'm Horticulturist Felder Rushing, and you've tuned into the Gestalt Gardener. It's a local presentation of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking about gardening. Morning, Job. How are you, sir, man? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm, it's the second day of summer for oh, got the you kids know, at home. They are at home. <laughs> Crystal working, or she off for the summer? Well, no, she took off. Um, her position now is not a off for the summer position, oh, but boy. she did take these first couple of days off, um, and then we're gonna sit down and and bang out a schedule. <laughs> yeah, we got got three kids running around. You know, it's one of those kind of things. But anyway, we I had my kids over last night. You know, okay, yeah, you, know, you know, and. They're they're both grown. Don't say they're not as little as. <laughs> no, no, they're not. But they're big enough to to they they they, t- they tell me now instead of me telling them. <laughs> but I had my granddaughter over, uh, sweet little Allie, and uh, she went straight for. I have a little tiny garden on the side of my house on the west side. It's uh three or four feet wide by maybe 25 feet long and it's just you know and I break it up into little plots you know I've got I had potatoes here and I had peas there and tomatoes and peppers and lettuces and stuff she went right I mean this girl's not two and a half years old she went right for the lettuce and the English peas that's that's something <laughs> well that's the kind of stuff that uh you know when when I'm long gone she will remember granddaddy's peas you and know. then make her want to get her own peas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say, what are you going to get your granddaughter to call you? I said, Durr. What? Yeah, Felder. I mean, you're not great grandpa. Do I look, do I act like a grandpa? You may, you may look like a pop pop or something. Pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> pop pop got hair growing up his ears, mama. <laughs> no, she just calls me Felder, which is real sweet. But Felder's in his peas. Uh, anyway, we're going to just be talking about, I know there's a button over here. If I push this thing, it'll come on. I know that there is one, but I'm scared to touch buttons. But I see up there, it says Diane. I just can't see where Diane is from. She's from Clarksdale. Clark. Clarksdale from the 662. Yes, sir. Mor- morning, Diane. How are you? Good morning, Felder. How are you? So far, so good. You know that tune by the Kingfish called 662? Born, yes, sir. Born and raised in Clarksdale. Cut his teeth on red. It, it reds. What you got going on this morning? Oh, yeah. Hey, so I have a uh, hole in my yard uh, that, that used to be where a tree used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to plant another tree there, so I want to know how I can be creative and do something with that hole in the yard. How creative you want to be? Pretty creative, real creative, I, a little bit creative. Uh, something that will make the, uh, the the neighbors go, what is that in that yard? I got you. What yeah, is yeah. That in that yard? Okay, somewhere in Clarksdale is going to be a co-op or a tractor supply company, one of those kind of places. Mm-hmm. Go out and get you one of those uh, 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 three or four foot diameter metal stock tanks. You know they're they're galvanized metal. They're round. They're used for for watering horses and stuff. 
not mm-hmm. very not very expensive and dig a little bit out of the hole, not much, you know, maybe three or four inches so we can level and set it part ways in the hole and pile the stuff came out of the hole around it, plant it some flowers and have a little water garden. Oh, nice. And and you you could go you could go out to uh, one of the you know one of the, one of those lakes and catch some of those minnows and put in there, uh, what we call minnows in the delta are called gambusia online and they're mosquito eaters. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, I never thought about that. Yeah, if you do that, I mean it's instant. And and instead of sinking, you know, a lot of people they dig a hole and make a water garden. I I have one of these stock tanks sitting on top of the ground, and I hit it with a, a couple of and I just sort of stood back and misted it with a couple of coats of brown paint and a little bit of gray paint to make it look kind of rusty. And uh, and uh-huh. I pl- I planted stuff around it instead of in it, and it got me a little cheap uh, fountain in there. It just it's just nice. And it was quick and an instant, and you know, like I said, you can put fish in if you want to. Interesting. I do have an old um, wheelbarrow where the, the the handle and stuff have rotted off. Could I use that? Absolutely, absolutely. The main thing is put some kind of hard feature out there, something that you look out there it catches your eye, even in the middle of the winter. You want something that looks good. All year, that what we call a hard feature, a little accent. Uh, it could be a bottle tree. Put your big old bottle tree out there. Then that'll give the neighbors something to talk about. And they can't say anything because it's the Delta. <laughs> I, I like All that right. laugh. I like that laugh. You got that one. <laughs> right. Thanks, Sheldon. I appreciate it. Have fun. Okay, Java. It's going to be this kind of morning. It's also a great start. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. In <laughs> uh, the six six two, coincidentally. I'm doing a, a a plant swap this coming Sunday down in Greenwood, up in Greenwood. Anyway, let's go over to Columbus and talk with Dan about his tomato plants. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, uh, good morning. How are you? So far, so good. What's going on? What can we help you with? <clears throat> Excuse me. I, my tomato plants are doing fairly well. They're probably waist high or higher, but I've noticed I'm seeing a lot of the leaves turn yellow and have brown spots on them. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that's something I need to really be concerned about or, or what. Well, here's here's the deal, and I've I probably said this uh, before, but I had a book for a long time that was just called, it was 32 pages, a little booklet called Diseases of Tomatoes, a whole book on just diseases of tomatoes. And there's a lot of things that will affect the leaves of them. Uh, the, the lower leaves turning brown and getting spots and, and moving up the plant. An old-timer said their plants were firing up. It just looked like they're just burning up slowly from the ground up. A lot of different leaf diseases, especially when we've had so much rain and humidity uh, you know, here in the south. And once they get started, there's not much you can do if you don't want to spray. And if you want to spray, there are some sprays that are safe to use, but you have to put them on like every week or two because they're preventive. Sort of like putting a sunscreen on. You put a sunscreen on before you get burned. You put fungicides on to keep the diseases from spreading. So if you don't want to spray every week or two, what I do is I would just snip off uh, the bad-looking leaves. Try not to water the leaves uh, when you do water. Water the, the base of the plants. And also think about setting some more tomato plants a little bit further away. You know, it's what we call success, succession planting. So you always have some healthy new plants coming along. That's that's what farmers do. They don't they don't try to keep their plants alive all summer. They plant new tomato plants every three or four weeks. But other right, great, other other than snipping them off, that's about all you can do. All right, that'll work. Okay, good luck, Dan. Appreciate it. Okay, let's slide all the way down to uh, to the Gulf Coast to Gulfport. John, how are you this morning? Uh, yeah, I'm here. How are you doing this morning? Doing fine. What's going on? Well, I got a couple of questions. I've, I've, I got a black thumb, so I don't know much about this at all. But I'm building a patio, and I'm and 
I'm going to put a, a bougainvillea uh, arbor up as a wind block and a and uh, 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 you know a, a visual uh, um, yeah. block from uh, from the neighbors here. So, but I, w- I'm, I need some shade tree. I need a shade tree that's about ten feet tall uh, that I could plant in a in a planter that I built. It's about five feet uh, by two feet wide yeah. uh, and about uh, about eighteen inches deep. I wonder if you have any suggestions about. That's 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 going to be tough because a tree, you know, something that gets uh, six, eight, ten feet tall is going to have a pretty massive root system for that size pot. Yeah, and you have to water it all the time. So uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I can make a few suggestions. You know, you could, you know, you could plant. You know what a vitex is. I uh, don't know. Okay, V-I-T-E-X. It'll have them at garden centers. Uh, it blooms in the summertime, spikes of kind of blue flowers, uh, and it'll get a lot bigger than that. But the thing is, it's really drought tolerant, so you're not going to have to water. It's not going to be a dependent on water, something like maybe a Japanese maple or something. So it's a right. durable one. You might want to consider, and this is just a suggestion, you know, you, you might want to consider putting out, uh, you know, some kind of, of metal. You know what rebar is, right? Sure. Uh, you know, get you some rebar and uh, and 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 put it in a hole or between trees or something like that, and bend it in different shapes and uh, make sort of a of a wiry looking frame, and then uh, then wire some other pieces in between, and then grow a vine on it. Okay, that's why I'm going to put bougainvillea on the uh, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, but uh, bougainvillea is not going to do here like it does in California or southern or, or, or southern Florida. It's going to be more just a sprawly vine. It ain't going to fill up that much space. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. so you're suggesting this Vitex is as a uh, well, Vi- Vitex would be a you know it's pretty fast growing, but uh, again, any kind of tree you put in a container that big is gonna really really suffer. So I'm thinking right. if you could do something that's more like you know what a bottle tree is, glass bottle tree. I heard you talk about it with the last car. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> yeah, get you get you uh, uh, imagine you know uh, if if you were to hold your fingers up like you're holding uh, an orange in your hand, but without any uh-huh. orange, uh, and then with a, a a wine bottle stuck on the end of each fing- each finger, make you a tree okay. that's got uh, rebar uh, stems on it. Put bottles on it. It looks good, and vines can grow up on it. But it, most important is instant gratification. It's not going to take I- two years like a tree is. Yeah, yeah, okay. And the vine, the vine that, I, that I'm, I'm building, a, you know, an arbor for the vine, rather than bougainvillea, what would you recommend? Not a tree necessarily, but as a good wind and visual block. Well, there's, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch that'll climb real quick. There's this thing called Black Eyed Susan Vine, Thumbergia. Black Eyed oh. Susan Vine does really well on the coast. Um, there's, uh, you know, go, just go to any local garden center, local garden center, not, you know, locally owned, yeah. and they'll have yeah. uh, several choices. A uh, Confederate or Star Jasmine grows really, really quick, but uh, an annual vine, something that grows from seed in one year, is going to cover it real fast. A perennial vine, a woody thing, going to be next year before you get it. The first year, they sleep. Second year, they creep. Third year, they leap. So you might okay. go with an annual vine that that uh, that grows real real fast. And and this is a bl- morning morning glory vine. Morning glory uh, vine opens up. Excuse me, moon vine, moonflower or moon vine. Flowers open up big and white and uh, at dusk. And it's a good fast grower. And they're pretty. It's pretty leafy to. to oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got got good leaves. Uh, but moonflower, or some people call it moon vine or moonflower. That's real real fast. Uh, also, yeah. morning glory. They both have leaves uh, not quite the size of your hand and good flowers. Okay, great. Thirty second question. I've got a uh, Majesty pine in a, uh, a Majesty palm in a pot here. Will that overwinter? Or am I going to have to take that inside when it gets down to? What 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 kind of what kind of palm? 
It's a Majesty Palm. Just bought it at the local store here. It's about six foot tall. It's providing some shade. It's in a it's in a pot now, but um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look. Stay tuned. I'm gonna look that one up in the break because I don't know a palm by that name. It might be a it might be a hybrid type thing, but I, I'll look it up real quick. There's a lot of palms that grow on the Gulf Coast that won't grow even up, you know eighty miles inland. But uh, I would give it a try. I just don't know until I look it up. Right. Okay. All righty, man. Good luck. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate the information. Okay, dope. Uh, Java, he wasn't. A, he, he, I didn't answer his question. I argued with him. Well, <laughs> sometimes the suggestion. You yeah, know. yeah. I'm just thinking if I wanted a real fast grain, ain't no tree gonna be fast enough that's gonna fit in that size pot. You I know? did like what you said though. The with the three year. Uh, first, yeah, for, first first year they sleep, second year they creep, third year they leap. <laughs> That's nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I, I garden with like a kid. I want it look good now. I don't want to wait. You know, I ain't planting sunflowers. I'm planting sunflower seeds, and they take too long. So I'm gonna get me a metal one to stick it out there. Hey, let's line up up to the hills, uh, the uh, upper part of the of the, the the Black Prairie, and talk to in Fulton and talk with Rebecca. Morning, Rebecca. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Fine, fine. What's going on? Well, I just wanted to comment and say that I saw your your post yesterday that you had on Facebook about the birdhouses, and I thought that was a pretty cool cool idea about you know what to do with with your garden. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but you were saying something about about um, your about your your granddaughter remembering stuff that about the potatoes and the English peas, right? And and uh, my grandfather had a minnow pond. A minnow pond. About, a minnow pond. That's a great idea. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I, I always think about, you know, when I, when I think of my grandfather, I always think about a minnow pond. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Okay, well, well, let me let me a little correction. Uh, uh, to, uh, matter of fact, the little thing I, br- I try to bring in something to, to take a picture here at the studio to put on our on our podcast, and I've got my little green truck with a bunch of succulents, a little miniature gnome in the back uh, from plants that were brought to me uh, from up in Winston County by a, 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 a Facebook. A friend named Faith Estes. She was the one who posted that about the birdhouses. Uh, she and, and some of her gardening friends came down to visit me in my yard, and and uh, I took her over to Susie Cranston's house. She's a birdhouse lady. She got maybe three hundred birdhouses in her yard, but uh, we took her over there. So that was that was Faith Estes who posted that, and she did some beautiful pictures. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling, Rebecca. Yeah, man. Now, uh, Faith, shout out to Faith Estes. She lives way out in the country. She's uh, originally from, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, a little small town in Winston County. She lives out in the country, and she grows succulents, little tiny succulents and makes little vignettes and seashells and trucks and all sorts of ceramic things. She brought me a whole collection of winter-hardy succulents, and I've already started putting some uh, in my little truck garden. Uh, anyway, I uh, would like to mention, though, that there's going to be a plant swap. It's going to be a fun one outside Greenwood this Sunday. Let me, let me give you the directions. You can, you can always email if you want them, but basically, it's, uh, uh, it's Charlotte Gilmer's garden. Charlotte Gilmer's putting together. she got an incredible, beautiful garden, uh, but it's on a, a little road called Highway 430. It goes south towards, uh, towards the hills. Matter of fact, if you if you miss this place, you're gonna end up in Blackhawk. That's how far out in the hills it is. Uh, but anyway, it's gonna be um, uh, off of Highway 82, which goes 
you know, through Greenwood, uh, on the eastern edge of it is Highway 430, right by the McDonald's. If you turn and go south from there about five miles, you'll see Hillview Baptist Church. That's where the parking's going to be. they got a little trolley to haul people back and forth. Uh, beautiful garden. It's going to start about 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock, something like that. You know, it's going to be real informal Sunday afternoon outside Greenwood. It's it it you you don't know what you just did, Felder. You really like set the scene. Everybody loves a nice little landmark and turning at the McDonald's, parking at the church. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That sounds like the pen, the plant swap is going to be great. Well, it sounds know, like it. You know, it's a it's it's a small country road. It goes from Greenwood to Blackhawk. You know, that'll give you some idea. It's out there. And uh, but anyway, it's it's Highway four thirty, and it goes south from the east edge of Greenwood, right between. I could have said this between the Country Club and the McDonald's. There about, you go. About five miles down the Hillcrest Baptist, Hillview Baptist Church. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Um, this this uh, past week, I dug some potatoes, some real taters, taters. You cook, you, you did you slice them and dice them yet? Uh, boil them, microwave them, butter, salt, and pepper. That's all you need. But uh, get this, and I'm bragging on myself here because I'm a garden expert, right? I'm not a great gardener. I planted five potatoes. I got seven in return. So I'm singing that and some little bitty ones, a little marble size at the same time. But I got more potatoes than I planted. And I consider that a success. Also have some English type peas, you know, the kind you pop open and they're little, little tiny things and they're so sweet. Uh, and, uh, had those and I got some ripe tomatoes. So potatoes, tomatoes, potatoes and me peas. That's what I got. Anyway, uh, let's go down to Gulfport and talk with Shannon. Shannon, Thank you for calling. Good morning, Shannon. Good morning. How are you? Fine. What's going on? Well, I have a camellia uh, question, camellia uh, tree question. But I, I wanted to tell you, I'm the I'm the lady that emailed you from England uh, earlier in the year and said, "Hey, we're here." Come. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! The first pints on me. I know. So anyway, our first trip, and I realized you were there. So I thought I didn't realize you were outside of. Of London proper, but oh yeah, anyway, yeah. L- London is like Hattiesburg. We live way up in the Delta, the Delta part of well, England. And we did travel out, and it was beautiful. But anyway, back to my camellias. I'm I have a black thumb, and I when I bought our home, I inherited lots of camellia trees, and I love them. But they they have now this sort of um, fungusy or moldy looking white kind of stuff all over them uh-huh. and they're not bloom, blooming that well and then they have the new growth you know that grows out of the original tree so uh, it's hard to explain yeah. part of it looks kind of gray and dead and then there's some green new growth so yeah you know and e- e- even on the gulf coast camellias and a lot of other plants got hit hard by this freeze back in the back in december even on the gulf coast because the plants are still tender and uh and and last year's leaves look rough so here's what i do look as long as the ends of the branches look okay the new growth has come out this spring if it looks nice and green the rest of it is last year's leaves they're going to shed anyway and like with magnolias and any kind of evergreen camellia leaves they look pretty 
pretty bad right before they shed. So first of all, make sure it's the older leaves are looking bad and the green, the new growth is green. If it's not green, then we got a problem. Uh, also, uh, not much else you can do for them except give them a little bit of fertilizer, some, something just a, you know, a handful or so up under the outspread of the branches. And then if it looks bad, you can prune a crepe myrtle just like any other shrub. Cut it back and wherever you make the cuts, uh, Shannon, the new growth is going to come out right there. So you can even cut it back where there's no leaves left on it at all and it'll sprout back out and be more vigorous than ever. So uh, ignore the older leaves. Check for the new growth, a little fertilizer. If you need to prune them, it does not hurt a camellia to prune, even back to where there's no leaves left on it. So don't feel scared to do it. You know, don't be nervous about pruning. And that'll, that'll, that stimulates strong, healthy new growth. And that's about all okay. we can do. Uh, other than that, you might want to, if, if there's something really, really weird going on with it, uh, take it over to Pops Ferry Road. Take it by the extension office. Have somebody yeah. there take okay. a look at it. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it. Welcome, welcome back to this side of the pond. <laughs> it was a great time. See, I would go back in a heartbeat. See you later. Thank you. You know, Java. You know, I stay in England, uh, and it, it'll be pretty soon before I go back. You know, working with flower shows and you know studying and that kind of stuff. But uh, if you overlay England on Mississippi, Miss England will fit inside Mississippi. It's that small, and London is around Hattiesburg, and that's where everybody goes. London. I live up around the Delta, you know. As a matter of fact, if you go up to, to Memphis, that's Glasgow, Scotland. So, you know, a lot of people, it's a small place. But I live up in the Delta version, and they're laid-back people. Northern England, they have a, 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 a more lyrical way of talking. They're more laid-back. They'll chat with you. They speak to you on the street. On the street, whole lot like being back home. And I'll tell you, I've, um, you know, when we talk, when you're over, over there and we're doing the show, uh-huh. you've given me a couple places and I, and I'm so Google, <laughs> I pop them in Google and then I do the street view. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I write, and I write the streets like, Oh, like I'm going to see Felder pop out of the pub well, or something. <laughs> you know, if, if it's live street view, holler at me, I'll go out and wave at you. I might moon you for that matter. <laughs> hey, let's, let's, uh, let's slide to Robert just says he's from the United States. Doesn't say where, but, but welcome. How are you, Robert? Hey, doing fine. Good. What's uh, up? Am I? Okay. Uh, want to ask you two, two problems. I normally put, uh, uh, ammonia nitrate with the bonus S weed and feed on uh, my yard. Mm-hmm. But now in the front, most of the yard is dead and you got spots. Would that be a fungus? It could be. You know, it could be a fungus. Uh, what kind of grass? You know what kind of grass you got mostly? Uh, mostly is St. Saint, Saint Augustine, I yeah. think. Yeah, Saint, yeah. St. Augustine. Um, uh, it, it gets a disease this time of year called brown patch. It's real, real common. But you you can spot it from the other side of the yard. It'll have it'll look like it may not be circles, but it'll be it'll it'll be in curves. You know, not, it won't be ragged looking. Right. It'll be a distinct curve to it. That's that's brown patch, and it shows up in spring and tends to disappear when the weather warms up. However, is is aggravated by too much fertilizer, and you know I, I, I'm I'm not going to try to tell you what to do. I'm just going to gently suggest you are killing your grass with too much fertilizer. That ammonium nitrate is oh. like it's like cocaine to grass. It's fast, it's strong. Okay. It makes it jump. It shuts down roots, and it makes it susceptible to diseases. So if you're using bonus S type fertilizer, that's 
all right. you need. You don't need the ammonium nitrate. It's just too harsh for lawn. I, I know people have been using it forever. Okay. They've been boogering up their lawns forever with it. It's an agriculture fertilizer. Oh, uh, okay, so what that uh, need to put down some old grass seeds or whatever well, to yeah. get it? You, you you can't get you can't get seed for Saint Augustine. You got to you got to buy pieces of it and it. cut up little right. pieces and plant it. You know you could get some centipede seed. It looks like Saint Augustine. You could put centipede grass seed out there. But also if you'll you know if you'll raise your mower up, mow it as high as you can. That's what it takes to thicken up your kind of grass. You know Bermuda oh. Bermuda oh. grass oh. G- golf course grass needs to be cut close, but but uh. uh St. Augustine centipede. If you cut it too close, it just thins them out. It cuts off their yeah. their their leaves. I've been doing that. I mow it high as I can to make it make it look greener. Yep. Well, if you'll mow high and give it a little fertilizer, I'm gonna say at least every two or three years, no more than once a year, and use the good stuff, not the ag- agriculture fertilizer. That's about the best you can do. And it could, oh, okay. it, it, it could okay. be it could be some other problems. You can have grub worms out there. I, I, I don't know. So I'm just in general what it takes to thicken what you got right. back up. Mow high and don't fertilize it so much. Okay, and one more question. In order to winterize your yard to keep the weeds out, I think you said it. You need to do it in October or November. Um, actually, if, actually, the the number one way to get rid of to keep weeds out of your lawn is to mow high and 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 give it a little fertilizer and get it thick in the summertime. And if you want to put out a weed uh, preventer in the in the fall, you can do that. But winter type weeds are a symptom of a real thin lawn and. Every turf person, every extension agent, every lawn expert will say, spend this spring and summer getting your grass thick and healthy, and don't worry about the weed killers. You know, the number one thing is get your grass thick and healthy first, because it's like brushing mosquitoes. You can brush mosquitoes all day long, but uh, if you don't cover back up, they're going to come right back. That's the same thing with weeds. So anyway, uh, and and, uh, give me a call this fall. We can talk about what you put out then. Right. Okay, then. I appreciate it. All righty. All right. Have a blessed day. Thank you, sir. Okay, Jewel from D'Iberville. Good morning. How are you? I was fine. How are you this morning? Good, thank you. Appreciate your call. Great. I'm a big fan of yours. Um, I have a couple questions. I recently built a berm, um, filled it full of flowers. It's doing great. Um, when I when we tilled the dirt for it, we um, tilled in some of the triple T all purpose fertilizer, mm-hmm. and then when I planted my flowers, um, I put a little bit of Osmocote in the bottom. Um, and then um, my question for you is: Now I have access to some good mule manure, yeah, good age stuff, yeah. And I also have a newly planted vegetable garden that was tilled in with a, a triple ten. All-purpose fertilizer. Right. My question for you is: How would you suggest that I incorporate this uh, new manure in with these beds that already have um, these other fertilizers yeah. in it? What, uh, 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 a couple of things. First of all, the triple thirteen, triple eight, those kind of things. They've got nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash. I'm not going to try to get science on here, but the first one, nitrogen, that's ammonium nitrate, and it is long gone. I, I do not like ammonium nitrate in the garden because it's fast and it's gone. So that's gone. But the second, third number, phosphorus and potash, they last for two, three, four years or more in the soil. So you don't need to keep adding those kind of things every year. You've already got enough phosphorus and potash to last you for years. Uh, the osmocote, 
dissolves and work and goes down. So what you put in the bottom of the hole, it ain't going up to your plants. So the next time, put osmocote on top of the ground. Water the water washes it down into the ground, and it's really better suited for for potted plants anyway. To, but so, so in other words, you've got a lot of fertility out there. You don't need to keep loading it on every year, or you will run into problems. Just take the manure and spread it on top of the ground. And use it as a mulch, okay. or if you want to lightly work it in, you can. But it's uh, it it slowly works and feeds gently and steadily over a long period of time. If you just use something like a little manure, uh, maybe some cottonseed meal once a year, that'll keep your existing fertilizer at a really high level without overdosing. So from here on, you can use manures, you can use a cottonseed meal as your only fertilizers, and your plants will be fine. I'm real sure of this. It's not some kind of organic weird stuff. This is based on soil fertility science. You just need a little slow-release nitrogen, which is what the natural things are, like cottonseed meal and manure, and a little phosphorus potash to keep your levels, which are high, at a high level. So from here on, now I would never use any more triple 13 or triple 8. That stuff is really good for – farmers don't use it every year because it builds up. Okay. So you're saying don't use the manure on these beds that are already established. No, no, I'm just saying and put on put on top of the ground as a mulch. Spread it around on top of the ground. That's right. And worms will come oh. up at night and eat it. They'll they'll convert it into into nat- uh, It's a longer, slower, gentler type of thing, and, uh, and and it'll be good. Just use it. Throw it on top of the ground. If you want to scratch it in, you can. But just throw it on top of the ground as a mulch, and it'll work fine. Okay. Now, if I if I decided to build a new bed and I have this manure. Um, mm-hmm. Would that be good to to till into the dirt? It w- it would be it, it would be sort of like a, a crumble up a, a handful of crackers and stir it into your bowl of chili. It'll fluff it up really really good. But it's not enough fertilizer. You know, it, it by itself it may not be quite enough fertilizer. So if you're gonna do a new bed, you can go ahead and work some of your other stuff in one time, and then just use manure or cottonseed meal or something like that from then on. But it's okay to it's okay to build it up that first time. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it. Ooh, little soil science. Nitrogen, phosphorus, potash, calcium, magnesium, zinc, molybdenum, all those kind of things. Plants need, they need nutrition, but they can get most of it if you'll get it started really well. But if you keep adding these things year after year after year, it builds up and it causes it's like it's like putting spoonful of salt on top of spoonful of salt on top of spoonful of salt. Don't do it. A little bit goes a long ways. Number one problem with fertilizers, people don't do it. Number two problem, they overdo it. Plants are somewhere in between. So think about salt on your eggs and your Purdue got fertilizer down. Keep in mind if you haven't planted your summer garden uh, and you're you're worried about it, we have until August the seventh to plant tomatoes and squash and summertime stuff. We got until August, so don't feel like you've missed it just because it's almost June. Anyway, well we're gonna go to Chico in Oxford. Chico, how are you, sir? Good morning. Hey, good morning, y'all. So, uh, I, I like your uh, analogy about England, with Memphis being where Glasgow would be. That's about right. That would, yeah, yeah, but when I think that we're using that analogy, I think that would put Oxford, Mississippi, right about where Oxford, England is. Is that correct? No, no, no. Oxford, England is down south. This would be up, up, up more like York, up up north, up north. Oxford, uh, Oxford down south. They're 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 southerners to us. I got you. I got you. Well, I was real impressed by the lady that called in 
and pronounce Minner correctly. Minner. Yeah, Minner Pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that, 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 was, that was a good thing. So then you played that great Kingfish song and talked about what a good time you had in Clarksdale at the Juke Joint Festival. We saw you there, well, I, I think. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, they got the Goat Festival there this weekend. I'm going to okay. go early for Kenny Brown and stay late for Kay Harmonica Bean. All righty. But y'all, but y'all got me to thinking about things that grow out of the ground. This might be a better question for the Creature Conference show, but reckon what the favorite thing for goats to eat is? Everything. Everything. You know, I mean, they, you know, they they used to eat the the old cliche is I'm eating uh, look like they're eating tin cans. They're eating the paper labels off of tin cans. That's what goats eat. <laughs> but you're right. That's a creature comfort t- type of thing. Okay, appreciate your call. Yeah, they always show goats eating tin cans. They're just eating the the paper labels off of them. That's you know, goats will eat anything that they can chew. Anything, uh, including your shirt, if you're out there with them. And let's slide up to, uh, to let's go to Kibby and talk to Nick. Nick, where is Kibby? Well, Felder, I, you know where Kibby is because uh, you went to Mississippi State. You know where the wood pile is south of, of West Point. Yeah, that's I'm I'm not too far from there. Okay. All righty, all righty. You're, you're, you're yeah. uh, out in the, the Alkaline Prairies. So what you got going there on? What, go. what can we help you with? Well, I need an explanation I know, uh, about nitrates. Mm-hmm. I know what uh, 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 ammonia nitrate is. I know what mo- ammonia is. And I know what calcium nitrate is. I know what calcium is. But what is nitrate? Well, and what's the difference between those two? Okay, not not gonna. I don't want to get too much into the chemistry of it, but basically, we say nitrates or nitrogen. We're just talking about something, some form of nitrogen for fertilizer. You know, nitrates, almost like a generic word for for different kinds of nitrogen. And there's lots of different. Kinds. There's fast or slow acting. There's you know there's some of the you know there's all sorts of combinations. But in general, nitrates are going to be. Something with nitrogen, which forces green growth, whether the plants want it or not. It's like giving a kid a whole bunch of sugar. You know, they're going to bounce off the walls if you give them too much. And that's the way nitrogen is. So I recommend a long-lasting, slow, gentle, steady feeding type rather than ammonium nitrate or, 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 or agriculture types. But it, well, it's, it's a good question. But but you know, it's I, I'm I'm 40 years away from from the chemistry classes, and I just nitrates to me are just nitrogens, all different kinds. Well, I guess what I need explanation is a nitrate in both ammonia nitrate and, and calcium nitrate the same type nitrate. No, they're not. But they're but they work about the same. You know, calcium nitrate yeah. is uh in, in, anyway they work about the same. Main thing with nitrogen, not a little bit every year, not too much no matter what kind it is. Uh, and if you can, go with a slower-acting type, like a, like urea, which is a really slow-acting nitrate. i give you an idea how much ammonia nitrate farmers use. They use the equivalent of one pound to a thousand square feet. Now, excuse me, three pounds to a thousand square feet. That ain't but, a, yeah. uh, but three cups. I mean, excuse me, a pint is a pound. That's three pints for a 1,000 square feet. That's the maximum that farmers use. And gardeners can't even measure that little bit. So it's real, right, it's real strong stuff. All right, what about, uh, what about uh, 
Calcium nitrate. Okay, okay. We, 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 I can't get in too much on this because it gets real complicated real quick and, and it gets scientific. And there are scientists out there who will call me out if I overgeneralize. So let's just say in general, if it's an agriculture type fertilizer, like type of nitrogen, a little bit at a time. And, you know, if you want to email me, we can get in more detail. But it, I, I get real confused, uh, you know, on a gardening program talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think you've answered my question. All right, appreciate it. Uh, uh, Java, I didn't answer his question. <laughs> you know, because it, you know, it's it's like you know, what's a different type of ketchup? You know, some runs slow, some runs fast, but it's all still ketchup. But then I think too, we you didn't want to dive into the like you said, the real scientific splitty hair no, no. type yeah. of I, I've, I've, I've spent years trying to forget all that stuff. So the main thing, a little nitrogen every year, a little phosphorus potash every two or three years, and that'll get you by. You say you try to forget that stuff, but I do wonder what a study session with Felder Russian was back in the day. Oh, I can make, I can still make your eyes believe it. Somebody wanted to know the other day, why do sunflowers open up in the day uh, and close up at night? And there's a process called nictonasty. And at night, because of the infrared lights, uh, the, the, the lower petals don't get as much light and they tend to, con- to contract. And that cause, and then the, when the, the day, when the sun comes out, light comes on, they get energy, they open back up because of the, the energy that they're getting. So yeah, and uh, and thigmotropism. What makes a vine wrap around something when it touches something? It curls towards it because cells on different sides of the plant grow up different in light or dark, and it wraps around. That's called thigmotropism. So yeah, yeah, we can get we can do this. Those are made up words. Man. No, 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 no. They're no, they're not. They're, but the uh, in uh, nictotropism towards dark. When a seed sprouts in the jungle, how does it know where to find something to to, to climb? It grows towards a shadow and because that's something it can climb on. Nictotropism. So in, anyway. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to gardening. <laughs> Let's go to Oliver Branch and talk to Oliver. Oliver, help me out here. What can I help with that's not going to make my eyes bleed? Yep. My question is kind of simple. How often do you water your garden? That now that's a good question, and the good answer is whenever it needs it. Now, <laughs> I'm true, you know. Different kind of dirt. Some you know, water just runs right in the sand and it sort of bees up. Takes a long time to soak in the clay. So it depends on how what kind of dirt you've got. But the idea is, no matter what kind, if you'll turn your sprinkler on or your runners and watch how long it takes for water to start puddling when it starts standing when it when it can't soak in anymore, then turn it off. And let that soak in, and that'll give you an idea what the sort of the maximum amount of time at one time. So if you'll water till it starts to stand, or if it takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it takes, then just remember that. And when you water, water twice. Do it once. Let it soak in for a few minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Water a second time, and that second one pushes the first one down deep. And then don't water again until your plants, till the top of the dirt gets dry. So I water twice, a few minutes apart, and I may go a, a, a week on some potted plants. I may not water at all in my vegetable garden all summer because rain is enough. So uh, see how long it takes for it to soak into your dirt and then figure doing that twice. And then see how long it takes before the plants get dry again, depending on the weather. 
So no, no easy oh, answer. The, the idea, water really, really good, and then wait till they need it again. And that's the best answer. It's a stupid one, but it works. And it's best to water in the mornings? Not that big a deal. If you water in the middle of the day, that water can get hot and it evaporates, you know. Uh, watering late in the day can keep your plants wet all night. They get more likely to get diseases. So watering in the morning is best, but the truth is it's not that big a deal. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I'll, I'll kind of monitor that, uh, but you see, let it make water puddles. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, when, when the dirt gets saturated, no, it can't take any more water in, so new water will stand right. on top of it. See how long it takes to right. get there, and that'll give you, if it goes in real quick, then you're going to yeah. need to water more often. If it stands a little while after it's been watered, then that soil will hold water a lot longer than a sandy soil. So you got to just play around with your own dirt to figure this one out. All righty, mate. Well, good I certainly appreciate that, brother. Okay, good luck on it, Oliver. Yeah. Woo. Highly technical to, I don't know, in one one fell swoop. Um, I can't tell. Is it Carlton next? In Camden. Carlton, I know Camden is way out from Canton. What you got going on? Hey, how y'all doing? Fine. All right, uh, Nick the Nasty. That's a, I, I'm gonna have to Google that one. It's a, it starts with the NY NYTCO Nickto NYTCO. Okay, okay. Uh, look, I, I got a. Um, I, I recently uh, bought a little property in Pondron area, not too far from um, from where your home is. Uh-huh. And I was I'm interested in. I, I love the way in Pondron a lot of the older homes have those uh, like these lush. Almost jungle-like looking uh, backyards. Yep. And I know that stuff was planted ages ago, but I was just wondering what what can I do that would be that I could like throw out around you know around the edges of my back fence and everything that could uh, start me down that road. Well, one of the things you could do is uh, is plant just some small trees, you know, some fast-growing type of trees, and, and, and there's a bunch of them. Uh, but in the short run, if you'll put you some kind of a – you know the kind of wire that they put in con- – when they pour in concrete, they put this wire mesh. It's got like six-inch holes in it. You could you could you could put some posts up in the backyard and stretch some of that up off the ground, you know, as high as you want, and then plant a vine by each pole. And when the vine grows up, it'll grow all across that 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 concrete reinforcing wire. That's what I've done in my yard. It gives instant effect till your trees get a time to catch a second wind. Okay, okay, and and like the, some of the some of the lower plants, uh, they almost look. Uh, I don't know what I see them a lot. Yeah, um, there, there, there's, there's, there's I, I've written three books on it, man. There's so many different kinds. I tell you what, when you move, when you move into Fonder, wander around in my place, we we'll sit on the porch and talk about it. But there's just there's too many to get into right here. There, but there's okay. lots of. But the main thing is mix stuff up. If you plant all of one thing, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. But uh, what makes a lot of those gardens lush in the older parts of town? A lot of different variety. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I'll uh, I'll make sure I put your doorstep. All right. Appreciate it, man. All righty. Now let's go down to 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 talk to Billy and Benton. Billy, what's going on? Ask you a question about the persimmon tree. Probably I had a few persimmon tree last year. About set it out maybe January. It grew well last year, last summer. It sprouted out again this uh, this year, but that cold weather I think knocked it back pretty badly. Knocked all the killed all the leaves. I checked it a while ago, and it's got some sprouts coming out below the graph line. 
There's some above the graph line. Should I leave me the arc? No, but the ones no. below the graph line are. Oh, you need the the ones below the graph line are are not going to be good. They're not going to be what you want. Pop those yep. off like they are never there, and then the ones that are left, thin them out to the one to just three or four, maybe five good, strong, well spaced ones. They'll be uh, they'll become uh, uh, new, new trunks. But uh, go ahead and pop the yep. ones below the graph, and then thin the other ones out because you don't want to have a uh, like a broom effect out there. One more thing, I need to go. Should you soak seeds with hard seed coat and bleach or vinegar to make them sprout better? More reliably. Well, well, you know, you can soak them in just water if you want to. Well, the, you know, I've okay. so, I've soaked them in in uh, in, in, in in Clorox for five minutes, okay. and that works real quick. But water works just as well. It works just as well. Okay. Uh, one more question. I bought two pawpaw trees last year, like I was supposed to. When I'm died, how do I know what kind of to buy next time to fertilize the one that lives? Or can you do that? Um. Anyway, what kind of tree was it again? Oh, the pawpaw. Pawpaw. Yeah, just, just weird. I know. No, 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 no. I was raised with pawpaws. They're all down on the Pearl River. A lot of pawpaws out there. Just, just the more different varieties, the more likely they're going to get some pollination. The, you know, unless you buy named varieties, just plant two or three different kinds. So, whew. Uh, by the way, I looked up Majesty Palm, and it should do fine. It tolerate down to about 20, to upper 20s. So the Majesty Palm, the first guy called about it, it should do fine most winters outdoors on the coast. But if you're from Hasburg North, I wouldn't give it a try. Now, folks, I'm going to be in Greenwood uh, at, at south of the McDonald's on the east side of town, five miles, Hillview Baptist Church, right next door. Beautiful garden. Sunday afternoon starting about two or three. It's going to be real informal. Going to have, you know, all sorts of just kicking back and enjoying a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Hope to see some of y'all there. If you get a chance, take a kid to a farmer's market this weekend or garden center and show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. See y'all next week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Thank you.